Manchester United and Arsenal always seem to play each other in the first month of the season, and this 2023-24 season is no different. For this episode of Retro Devils, the Man United History podcast, and ahead of this weekend's clash with the Gunners, I sat down with my good friend Ian Goodland to discuss one of our favourite United matches of all time, the famous 8-2 victory over Arsenal from August 2011, 12 years ago this very week. I'm delighted to be joined today by my good pal Ian. Welcome to Retro Devils. Thanks for having me, John. Very excited about it. Yeah, this isn't our first time podcasting together, is it? Do you want no. to explain a little bit about uh, about that the, our history? Pod history? Yeah, so I think it was, was it six years ago, yourself and I and uh, our good friend Craig Mann, we did the What About the Pickup uh, rugby podcast, um, covering each week just the various goings on in the world of rugby, bit of match reviews and uh, general chit chat. We did it for a few months, I think we did we it. We did, yeah. Yeah, I think it was about four or five months. Yeah, and then I think it just, it was it was hard to fit it in uh, amongst our various work shifts. Um, I remember once we, did we finish an episode at like one in the morning or something like that? Yeah, um, it got a little bit out of hand. Yeah, and uh, it's probably gotten harder to do now with, well, I've got two little kids now and uh, everyone else has their goings on and stuff so it was a shame it had to stop like it did enjoy it but it's doing a week-to-week podcast is it's hard to find the time so yeah no I'm glad to be back doing it again uh, yeah no, I'm, I'm very glad to have you with me and I will try my best not to keep you here till one in the morning so. <laughs> well we're at 20 past eight so but could talk about United for hours and hours so we'll see we'll see when we finish up oh, that's yeah hopefully it won't be as late as that um <laughs> Do you want to, I suppose, explain first of all, like how you got into supporting United? Obviously, you're a Shetlander too, but mm-hmm. uh, you've been a United fan since you were young. So, if you want to kind of maybe explain a little bit about that and your background with with the club and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, like yourself, I got into United uh, through my dad. Uh, he wasn't uh, from Manchester himself, but he he got into United uh, back in the seventies, just with the big uh, Scottish contingent of players, like guys like. Uh, Gordon McQueen, uh, God rest his soul, and uh, Joe Jordan, Lou McCarry, uh, obviously Dennis Law. Uh, so guys like that, that kind of got his interest in United. So, And it was just United for him. He, he never really had a Scottish team. Uh, so when I was born, it was just United, United. And I didn't really, I, I didn't like football when I was proper young. It was kind of maybe when I got to like, seven, eight years old that I really started to get into them. So like my first memories of United were maybe kind of the 2002-03 season and then when I really started to like get obsessed with it was like the 03-04 season and I was I was just obsessed like just watched every game if we didn't win week ruined uh, screaming at the telly if we won so so yeah just uh was United daft as a kid. Yeah, I certainly know that feeling, and I think most people listening to this will be uh, will be in the same boat, I would imagine. Now, you have chosen the topic for today's episode. I kind of 
gave you a slightly open question of uh, things that you things that we could talk about. You did, and yes. uh, we kind of kind of settled on the question of uh, of favorite matches, and you came back with a big old list. Um, so what's what's the one we've we've gone for? Yeah, so we've gone for the uh, eight two thrashing of Arsenal uh, in the 2011-12 season. Uh, that, I remember it's the only game I've watched the full match again. Like, I would watch games, highlights, but this one, I was just so delighted with the result, how they played. I remember the next day, full rerun, watched it again, loved it just as much. So uh, I'm, I'm sure the United fans are like going over this one again. Because it was an absolute, just a grand riot that day. That's it. That's it. It was such a good, a good game, and kind of like I was always confident that we we were going to win because I always expect United to win games. But I don't think any of us kind of expected what happened. No, no. Um, Arsenal were. I mean, that was kind of the years Arsenal. They were still in that trophy drought and. You, you read about how Wenger, he was kind of hands-tied after the stadium move, paying back that stadium debt, couldn't really go out and get the calibre of players and make the signs that they are now. So, not the best squad, but you still look at their team on paper, like they had good players and that, but we had a good team. But yeah, same as you, I was ex- I was confident we'd win, had a good start to that, that season, but never, ever saw 8-2 coming. Never. Well, that's it. Shall we get into it? We've got... Extended highlights yep. that we'll go through rather than run through the whole game again because <laughs> that'll basically just end up in far too much editing for me and I really can't be bothered. <laughs> so extended highlights will do. Sounds good. I'm sure we'll find plenty enough to talk about Absolutely. during that. Let's do it. I remember this season like I remember this, this felt like the last top season we got out of Rooney kind of before he yeah, he was kind of getting into his later years kind of wasn't as productive after this season because I think he scored like I think in all comps he got like 34 34 goals that it, season it was something absolutely ridiculous but yeah you're right it was kind of the the swan song of, of yeah, peak Rooney yeah it was, it was unbelievable this season and then uh, season Welbeck kind of got his breakthrough um, I think I remember this game he comes off I think he pulled his hamstring Chris Smalling Tom Cleverley Phil Jones Johnny Evans well they all say it was mental that this team went on to win the league the next season very nearly won it this season mm-hmm. but um I liked some of the like oh, was this Welbeck school maybe no. not quite um, no. and Cleverly had a, again this was like Cleverly's breakthrough season he, he had a couple of decent loan spells like he, he was Watford the 9-10 season then Wigan the season before and he he impressed and got a run in the team this year and well that's it because he started the season really well didn't he he scored in the charity shield yeah and yeah when we beat City yeah um, oh, this is Welbeck's goal. Lovely scoop over the top yeah. from Anderson. Yeah. Don't know what the defence is doing, just letting Welbeck just 
shrug them out of the way. It's a terrible centre half partnership. Lauren Kishelny and Johan Juru. <laughs> and Carl Jenkinson at right back. <laughs> dear, oh dear. It's not great. Chesney wasn't exactly fantastic either. No. Danny just walks in, shrugs him off, and yeah. loops loops the header over the keeper. Yeah. Well, bet just couldn't stay fit. Like I said, he, he he kind of took his chance this season, and he he looked good, but yeah, just just never really was consistent enough. I don't think. No. Oh, Johnny Evans, dear, oh dear. Yeah, we've already skipped to Arsenal's penalty, and uh, it was soft but silly. And then, of course, Dave saves. Dave, Dave in his debut season. And something we've uh, we've hardly ever seen since then. De Gea saving a penalty. Yeah, this is true. Count them, count them on one hand. We had kind of, it was a it was quite a oh yeah this oh Ashley Young man what a wand of a right foot I say this as extended highlights it seems to be absolutely rapid through oh, like the goals was, yeah, but they were all absolutely like instant off the bat as well they were like bang 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 yeah certainly to start with no, I was just about to say there like squad had a real like fresh look to it this season like obviously De Gea came in um, got cleverly back cleverly and well bet back from their loans uh, Ashley Young came in who I really liked at Villa and you saw his quality like uh, both his goals were unbelievable in this game um, that's a good little save from De Gea that. did have the likes of like Smalling and Jones at the back and yeah they've become a bit of a joke now but oh yeah, and of course Jones yeah Jones think, signed that think, summer thinking back then they were like two hot prospect young up and coming defenders and yeah two two good young English centre halves like it was exciting to kind of have that yeah, like on, on paper it was a it, it was a good squad it was a fresh team like a lot of the United fans would like having that number of English boys and free kick yeah but two free kicks this game I think yeah, yeah a little, little nudge across the young just yeah. change the angle a little yeah, bit I think he does the exact same for his second one I think he might be right we'll see you in a few minutes but, uh, Chesney big smack of the post in the face oh, good enough for him big old right foot sclaff Yeah, that was actually a yeah. decent finish, Walcott. Yeah. Through Dave's legs, isn't it? Yeah. And the near post probably should do better, yeah. but it's a good finish. That's a good save. I would say this must have been the game that Van Persie was like, I need to get out of Arsenal. Yeah. Desperate to come sign for us. That's it. We'll maybe talk about that a little bit more afterwards. <laughs> oh, Nani! How did you not score there? <laughs> that, that was Nani was a player. I just he frustrated the life out of me. He could just be. He could do the most unbelievable thing 
one minute and then just have you tearing your hair out the next. That's uh, it. He could be absolutely amazing, but he was so inconsistent. Yeah, he, I really, he really frustrated me, Nani. I just never really kind of got to love him. Oh, really, man. There we go. That's that second free kick, as you said, little nudge across. Beautiful. And, you know, back across the keeper. No chance. No. With that as well, Anderson just standing offside, facing the goalie. Yeah. No doubt, speaking the absolute essence of nonsense to him. <laughs> storming, small in, small in, storming forwards. I think he... Oh, lovely. See, that's what Nani could do. Yeah. Just give the goalie the eyes and just lift it over. Confident him. as you like. Yeah, I think... Small in that season, I think he played a lot of the season at right back. So he did, you yeah. still had, uh, you had obviously signed Jones, and then you still had Nemanja and Ferdinand in the, yeah. in the and, team, and Johnny Evans as well. And Evans, yeah, and he's playing. Oh, part. Yeah, Small had a bit of pace around him. Yeah, no, he was he was actually decent. <sighs> really was unreal this game. Yeah. Again, almost Cantona-esque chip. Yeah. It's a shame it came back off the post. Ah, oh, how good was Park? <laughs> Love Park. He's one of those players that, like, there's never anything flashy with him. No. Nah, he just... always looked like his hair was like Lego hair just clipped <laughs> onto his head. <laughs> but. You just loved him though, you knew he, you got absolute maximum effort every single game. That's it, he worked so hard, he just ran and ran and ran yeah. and he was quality with it as well. Like nothing flashy, but always really effective. He was uh he was Sir Alex's like go to guy for the big games. Like I think because he, he he started the twenty eleven Champions League final over Nani or you know someone kind of yeah that could maybe create a bit more but you know Sir Alex knew you know That's I'll get the work rate from him need the effort from Park exactly and need that industry there goes Jenkinson with another clumsy as challenge absolutely horrendous I don't even know where he's playing these days is he still playing I wouldn't sign him. No. Clumsy one from Walcott as well. Yeah. Just bringing down Ever in the box. <laughs> not actually that much contact when you look at it from that angle. No, it's really <laughs> not. But Arsenal's penalty was soft as well. So. Yeah. Three steps up, sends Chesney the wrong way. Ball in the bottom corner. Giggsy. Giggsy off the bench. Goes back to Young on the edge of the area and boom. Uh, Young had a Young had a very good first season. Well, again, he became one of these players that became almost a bit of a joke because he stayed at United far too long. Yeah. But when, but when he first arrived, 
Like, he was quality. You forget how good he actually was when you see things like this back again. Yeah, I mean... He was great at Villa. Yeah. Got him for... Like 12 million, I think? I think it was a bit more. I think, he was, right, I think he was around the 18 mark. But... It wasn't... Obviously, we're going back over 10 years. Like, it wasn't... It was a lot of money, but it wasn't extortionate. Like, it was probably good value. And then you got... I mean, you got, like, 10 years of service out of him. More, more yeah. than that, probably. Obviously, ended up dropping back, playing a lot of his later years as, as a fullback. Um, so you didn't get that creativity out of him as much. But the first few years, he was. I, I loved him. Like, I thought he was brilliant. No, that's it. He was one of those players that you couldn't fault him for effort. He would a bit like Park. He would always run himself into the ground, and like maybe. Maybe didn't achieve as much as he could have done or should have done. Yeah. But that's not necessarily on him. I say at the time that he joined, Fergie was only there for a couple more years, and we all know what what happened after he left. Yeah. Well, after this game, I think Wenger he shipped out. I think he got rid of three guys straight away. Sold, thinking you're never playing for me again. And and then he got a he got a few kind of. Don't know if you call him panic buys, but like I said, he, his hands were tied with his signings. I think that was when like Arteta came in, and uh, I can't remember who else they all signed. But yeah, Wenger had a bit of a kind of reaction to that game. But, um, you better hold that thought while they choose on an antler. A few moments later. Okay, we've just had to have a, a brief intermission due to the uh, fact that my dog decided now would be the perfect time to chew on an antler and refuse to leave the room. <laughs> so, um, we can't even really remember where we were. No. However, full-time, United 8, Arsenal 2. Yeah. I suppose it's probably a good time to kind of move on and sort of talk about sort of the overall impact of the game and, and things that were kind of happening in the aftermath, I guess. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm not going to lie, I've not massively done big research or gone over the season but I remember like you know I think that that was our third game of the season I think we won we won two more games after after this so I think we won the first five games of the season then I think we had a draw away to Stoke and then possibly won another game before the uh, the uh, demolition job by City so mm-hmm. No, it was a good start. Like I said, the squad was looking very fresh. Kind of everyone was because United, in in my time supporting them, we always seem to start the season slow. Like yeah, a couple of draws, maybe a loss. So for us, I mean, this must have been the first year in a while we started the season with five wins. I think definitely in my time supporting United. So you're thinking, you know, we've won the league the year before, and you're thinking, you know. This was more the year City were going to push on. You know, they had the signing of Aguero and you're thinking they're really going to come in as the big challengers. Um, but I remember, I, I mean, I remember after the Arsenal game thinking, yeah, we're looking really good. And like I said, carried it on with maybe, I think it was maybe two more wins, drew away to Stoke, another win, then yeah, the 6-1. And that was just, that was kind of the, the game that was probably most remembered that season. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really need to dwell on how the season ended because that was heartbreaking yeah it was like absolutely sickening 
So we'll just kind of move on from that. I suppose you were talking about like the squad being refreshed mm-hmm. for for this season, and I guess it was kind of Fergie's last last roll of the dice and and his last effort at building a team. And yeah, okay, we spent a fair bit of money on Ashley Young and like Jones and Smalling weren't particularly cheap either. Jones particularly. But around about this time, we were starting to really sort of feel the effects of of Glazernomics. Yeah. And like weren't able to to spend the money that we'd spent before because we were the club was having to pay off debt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. So it was Fergie again with at least one hand tied behind his back, trying to kind of develop and, and build another team. And maybe it was a step too far. Maybe it was kind of. There was almost too much change. I don't know. And maybe wasn't quite enough experience in the squad to really kind of haul them over the line and get, yeah, get that one I extra mean, point that we would have needed. I mean, we lost um, we lost a lot of experience that summer of twenty eleven. Obviously, uh, Van der Sar and Scholes retired. Hargreaves got released, and then you lost big experience guys like Wes Brown, John O'Shea, who both went to Sunderland, and then a lot of squad players. There was a big clear out that summer uh, you know I'm just looking at the list like a lot more of the squad players um, guys like Oliver Gill Nicky Ajose uh, Gabriel Obertan Darren Gibson Danny Drinkwater Mammy Biram Juf and Ravel Morrison and some academy guys so there was a big clear out but like I said that big experience of Van der Sar and Scholes especially like mm-hmm. you know two year start Scholes I mean that 2010-11 season it was brilliant that season, like just bossing the midfield, some of the goals. I always remember after the Champions League final defeat to Barca, um, Xavi and Iniesta both desperate to get a shot because he was like, he's like held in high regard over there. Mm-hmm. So to lose guys like that and then, but on paper, we still had a good squad. Like we said, Jones, Young, De Gea came in. Eventually we got Scholes back in January of that time. I remember he made his second debut against... City in the FA Cup. That's um, right, yeah, came back on in the 22 shirt. Yeah, so uh, we know De Gea, he kind of, he struggled that first season, kind of acclimatising to the league. He wasn't the keeper that he went on to become. Young and Jones kind of hit the ground running a bit more, and, and you're right about the, you know, I think that was the summer as well. We were looking at, uh, there was the big talk about getting Lucas Moura from Sao Paulo, but you know they were quoting like forty million pound. I think Fergie. I think even with the Glazer money, Fergie wasn't ready to be kind of spending that kind of money on. I mean, Moura would only been like nineteen twenty at that time, and then it was maybe that summer or the summer after. I can't remember. Again, Hazard was talked about for That's us right, yeah. again. The money was mental. Fergie, I always remember he was very reluctant to be paying them fees like when the money started to go mental and all of a sudden everyone is worth 40 million pound kind of thing he wasn't willing to to spend that I think maybe it could have been available he just didn't want to be spending it and especially not on like a young player untested in the league because one is one thing spending like big money on a player that you know is is tested in in the physicality of, of the Premier League. Yeah. And even then, I was listening to an interview with De Gea recently, mm-hmm. and he was saying, like, even from, from then, from this first season, like, the change in physicality in the league is ridiculous. It used to be so much more physical then than it is now. Yeah. Like, it's changed a lot, and to spend 
40 million, which at the time was really big money, on an untested teenager to throw them into that. You can understand the reluctance. Yeah. But then you, I think you had like City that would start throwing that money. They didn't care. And it may be what started to push them ahead a little bit. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, like I said, this this was the season City started to, to really challenge. And yeah, they spent big on obviously like Aguero and that. But they still didn't really go on to dominate until Pep came in. Obviously, they won the league this 11-12 season. Then again in 13-14. But then they didn't win it for four more years, I think. So they didn't. They still took a while before they started to dominate. And then United, obviously after Fergie's time, they re- they realised the way the market went with the new TV deal. That the, the This was when I started to kind of really fall out of love with United because the money just went mental when that, what was it, five and a half billion pound TV deal got signed. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're signing guys for 70, 80, 90 million pound. And I came from the growing up of the absolute world-class footballers were £30 million. Like, if you mm-hmm. went for £30 million, you were absolute world-class. You know, but like Figo, I mean, Zidane, when he went to Real for £46 million, that was just obscene. Like, that yeah. was unbelievable money to be going for that. And you thought, that record's never going to get broken. And then, and then obviously, like, Ronaldo, when he left, £80 million again, you were like, that's just, you couldn't comprehend that kind of money. Yeah. But now everyone's going for that. Ronaldo was probably the only man ever that could make 80 million look cheap for what Real got out of him. So the money just went crazy. Like I said, United were signing guys for 30, 40, 50 million pound that just never delivered. And uh, I kind of really struggled to keep up with that. Yeah, just it all changed really. Um, And the Glazers obviously... They get a lot of hate. I think that you know they've profited in their own pockets out of Man United and have left Man United um, worse off. But at the same time, they've they've still put up them funds for players to try and be competitive. But I, th- I feel like we've just we've spent the money so badly. Yeah, like I, that's that's part of the problem. I th- I think too many players come to United now, and I hope it's going to get kicked out now with Ten Hag. But I think too many players. Uh, under like Ollie and Mourinho, they were just coming for a payday. Thought I can come here get paid, and they just didn't do the business. You know, Alexis Sanchez came for half a million a week and stuff. It was mental, and you just never got it. But yeah, I've kind of gone on a, maybe a bit of a tangent there, kind of getting more into the present day. But um, go, going back to the season we're discussing, like I, I don't think Fergie's he did, he, he made sign as many players as he wanted to, but I don't think his business was bad. Like I said, having Young is a bit of extra competition on the wings, you know, with Giggsy obviously getting a bit older was good business and for eighteen million pound I thought that wasn't bad. De Gea, obviously we needed a new keeper. I think De Gea cost us was he high teens as well? I, I think, think so, yeah. And then Jones was, was about Jones nineteen million. Something like that, in, yeah. And around that. And obviously had a good it was probably a lot of money to spend. I think he was only nineteen twenty at the time. Yeah, he, had, he was. He was young. He was still teens. Yeah, he'd had a good season with Blackburn the year before, but that was a lot of money to pay for him. And he he was good that first season with United. So yeah, maybe we were just missing a little bit. Maybe like a, I think a, a top quality central midfielder because obviously cleverly got his chance with Scholes retiring, but. I mean, they they went on to win the league the next season. You know, you're playing primarily Anderson and. Tom Cleverley very nearly won the league in 11-12 with Anderson and Cleverley, but I think someone like that 
we were just a quality centre mid we were missing because we had good you know Young and Nanny on the wings was good uh, Rooney up front with you know Welbeck was having his breakthrough season was doing well you still had Chicharito defence was still very good Nemanja Rio Evra Smallham was playing well at right back I think yeah still had Raphael he, yeah. was, he was another I I struggled to like but it was still a good squad but yeah I think Fergie knew the way the market was going I think he was still maybe reluctant to follow on and be paying some of the mental money that was uh, that was starting to come into the game yeah I think that's probably fair and like, like we said like we were so so close to the league this season with with the team that we had and I say maybe one or two extra pieces in the puzzle would have would have got us over that line and got us the one point extra that we needed but I say it was it was building towards winning the league again the next year Mm. which was again primarily mostly the same squad again just with RVP yeah just just, just brought Van Persie in and and like I said that's that difference maker yeah 100% which which sometimes is all it needs and again Maybe it's not quite the same situation today and not want to talk too much about the modern stuff, but we're not that many pieces away from at least challenging again, I don't think. Like No. An extra striker, an extra midfielder, probably a goalie. Like are we in twenty eleven, twenty twelve again without having won the league the year before? Yeah. It's uh There's parallels. Yeah. Pieces are there, but maybe Yeah, maybe a couple more and you could be there, but we'll just need to see see for this year. But um, no, United they just uh, that eleven twelve season they just uh, well, they did just blow it at the end, didn't they? I actually remember um, I remember being at the towards the end of the season the QPR game at home. Me and Dad went. Uh, we won two nil, and then after went back to the hotel and in the bar watching Arsenal beat City one nil. And that put us eight clear with five to go, and everyone's just thinking it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. But then obviously it we should have been really should have been. But then obviously we went on to we lost to Wigan, we lost to City, then we had the four all with Everton, and then obviously everyone knows what happened on the last day. So. Yeah, yeah, sickening, but it was a sickening way to lose it, but. Like I said, the start of the season when we had the the eight two and then a couple more wins after that, you're thinking this could be a really good season for us, and unfortunately, it just didn't happen. But and then I remember, I think I read it in Sir Alex's autobiography, the eleven twelve season was he was going to retire after that year. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to win the league again, and then he'd he'd walk out. But the way it got lost, he was like, I can't leave it like that. And then That's it. Got, we, to, got to do this properly. Yeah. Then we stormed it the next thing. We won it by 11 points, did we, the season yeah. after? Just yeah, absolutely crushed it. Crushed it. And, uh, and then and then he went, and then it's just been miserable ever since he, yeah. he's been gone. So, yeah. That's it. We started this podcast talking about an 8-2 win over Arsenal, and suddenly we've ended up on a <laughs> slightly downbeat depressive note. So... We should try and uh, try and bring back the happiness, maybe a little bit before we uh, before we wrap up. Yes, definitely, um, definitely. Obviously, it's an eight-two win against Arsenal. At such a like such a unexpectedly strong performance, mm-hmm. an unexpectedly good game. Like I said, that uh, it was not the best Arsenal team you've ever seen, but like 
it, it still to beat Arsenal eight two. Like you know, it wasn't the Arsenal the of the Invincibles and you know Henri Bergkamp Vieira. It wasn't. It wasn't. They were so far away from that. But like still, like to go and beat Arsenal eight two because you you're not beating Blackburn Birmingham eight two are you like to go and do it against <laughs> Arsenal? It was like you like I remember sitting watching. I was like, I cannot believe what I'm watching. Just absolutely destroying them. It was unreal. Like I said, Rooney was unplayable that game. Two brilliant free kicks. Young, both his goals, absolutely brilliant. Nani, just little audacious chip. And Welbeck causing the, the centre-halves all sorts of problems. Like, big physical, like... Like, it looked so good. Just, it was like, yeah, you know, like I was saying, like this fresh-looking team after like the bit of a clear out in the in the summer and then some fresh faces guys coming back from loans that had done well and getting in the team and I, I remember you know United fans were buzzing you know there's big English contingent in the team and stuff you know that's it yeah lots of young English players coming through a like, good start to the season guys that had really kind of gone out and earned their place in the team as well mm-hmm. as well as the guys that had been brought in and I guess it's the best of of what United is and and should be Oh, totally, totally. Like it's, um, and I remember that season, that home strip. Actually, that was actually probably one of my favourite of the Nike strips. I actually, I actually had cleverly on my top that with that one, and then cleverly soon was found out to not be kind of worthy of playing. And then it was that way you you almost retired the shirt. You don't be seen out wearing it, thinking yeah, why, yeah. why you got a shirt with cleverly on you, it and stuff. Put that in the back of the cupboard, <laughs> like. Just, forget that that's here I, I did have a few of them in my time of guys that were that turned out to be a bit of duds and then you're that's too embarrassed it. to wear the shirt after so. it's alright I had Memphis Depay on one of mine so. <laughs> oh no I had uh, I got Zaha on one uh, for his whole six months that he played for us really so fantastic <laughs> I think we could this could nearly be a separate podcast like Shirts, all, all of the all of the the dud signings and the yeah. uh, and the yeah, the shirt printing we got that we probably shouldn't have <laughs> regretted. Yeah, but well, I think that's probably as good a place to to wrap up. Yes. For, for this one as anything, no, we'll been... definitely get you back to to talk about some of that some of that kind of stuff because that I think would be really really fun. I would love to. I would love to. But you'll be you'll be more than welcome. But um, yeah, before we go, do you have anything that you want to close out with? Anything you want to say? Ah. <sighs> No, just uh, it's been good, like watching United, kind of remembering back to the happy days. Like I said, it's um, I must admit I don't follow it as much as as I did. Uh, like I said, for me the money's ruined it a bit. I'm kind of I, I keep up. I still want them to win, do well. Like still love them, but it's good like seeing guys that again Rooney just idolised them when I was when I was younger and uh, and Giggsy and and that and it's. Uh, no, it's been good. It's been good. I haven't seen that game in a long time, so it's uh, it kind of brings your excitement back for for watching them and that. So it's uh, it's been very enjoyable. So yeah, thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you very much for for coming along and and talking. And it's it's nice to pod with you again after. I know after we'll all try. These years. Uh, we'll try not leave it six years <laughs> before the next one. Definitely not. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get you back before then. We've finished at twenty past nine, not half past one in the morning. Oh, so that, it's all. It's all it's all good definitely definitely beneficial <laughs> right we'll wrap it up there thank you very much Ian and uh, yeah we shall definitely bring you back on again soon brilliant bring it on
If you've enjoyed this episode of Retro Devils, the best way to help the show is to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. It really is a very simple and easy way to get more eyes and ears on the show, and I personally would really appreciate that. Also, there's just one more week to go to get your votes in for our Team of the 90s goalkeeper position. You can vote for that on our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes below. The voting closes on Sunday the 10th of September. That is the final deadline, so there's not a huge amount of time to go to get your votes in. So head on over to the Retro Devils Facebook group now and vote for your choice for goalkeeper of the 90s. Also in the show notes are all the links to our social medias, Patreon, all of that good stuff. It's all there if you want to follow along with the show between shows or maybe kick a little bit of money our way to help the show to grow and to keep paying the server costs, keep the lights on around here. And all money gets ploughed directly back into the show to help make it a better product for you. But uh, that'll do it for now. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Retro Devils, the Manchester United History podcast. I've been John and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you.